Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam and I'd like to welcome you into another iClarity podcast. Before we get to today's show, I wanted to let you know that you can now send me your questions via text at 844-932-1291. 844-932-1291, send me a text. And I'll be happy to answer your question. You can also send them to hello at drsamburn.com. So today's show is an interesting one because I'm giving a session to somebody who is intending to get rid of their myopia and astigmatism. Anybody out there with that condition? It's an epidemic, I can tell you that. More and more people are becoming nearsighted, probably because of screen time. But it's an interesting session because I touch on some things that you may not have heard of before, causes of myopia, and then protocols and strategies on how to begin the road to recovery, being able to reduce your dependency on your glasses and or contacts. And of course, this is in the refractive era of myopia and astigmatism. So I had fun with the session. I think uh, my client also had fun with it. So I hope you enjoy the show and thanks for tuning in. Okay, so what you've looked at some of my content. What what do you what what got your interest? Well, tell me. Give me a little backstory. Well, I've been thinking about my eyes for a while now. They've stayed stable for quite a long time, but just now recently they've been going, they just had another change. And so I'm a researcher type of person. I'm interested in holistic health. And Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking, surely there is someone out there that that is seeing the eye health differently than what I'm being told at my eye doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I just started looking. Um, a while ago, I found, I looked into the possibility of reflexology. I wondered if something like that would help my eyes. And, mm-hmm. and now just, just more recently, I came upon your your website just in my my search for someone who is helping view the whole body as connected and and um just helping people to have better eye health instead of just being told you were born this way you were born with astigmatism this is this is all we can do for you and um yeah, and then what's really motivating me is 
because my eyes have got have changed prescription again recently and my eye doctor is telling me that they can't go up on my contacts and so I'm just seeing blurry I'm just I'm, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing like I know I could be seeing okay so the the bottom line is this that the regular eye exam is measuring your eyes in a moment in time based on what you may choose, you know, based on what you're shown. And it's also the prescription is a readout of your visual habits, your visual reactions. And when you get that type of lens, it reinforces the adaptation or compensation. So you have to understand that all an eye doctor is doing in their exam is reinforcing what's already there. And whenever you reinforce a pattern, it's going to get worse. In fact, any lens prescription that's based on reading an eye chart you're destined to continue to have stronger lenses. Now, in your situation, in if we just talk about the, the myopia, um, in glasses, you're like a nine and a quarter and a 10. And then because the lens is closer to the eye in contacts, the 750 and the eight that you wear in contacts is similar to the nine and a quarter and the 10 in the glasses. And the astigmatism, which is the eye becomes shaped like an egg, is an additional distortion that's a, that's a twisting. So it's another lockdown in the eye muscles. And so you've got a lot of structure built into these prescriptions. And if you do a lot of visual confining experiences like screens, like we all are, it induces more of the tension and the compression and the twisting. And it's, it's the way the method is taught in school, you know, so you really don't have an alternative. And in fact, if you try to have a conversation Unless it's a very unique individual, they're going to stay to the company line, which is, well, it's only going to get worse. It's because of aging, you know, whatever they're, whatever you, you learn in school. I had the uh, great fortune to meet about five holistic, they were called developmental optometrists, where I first practiced in the northeast part of the United States. And... These people understood how an eye problem was in the whole person. It's not just an eyeball situation. And in my own experience, I had a significant amount of nearsightedness and astigmatism that I started developing as an eight-year-old. And when I was 30, I met a doctor and was able to completely reverse it. You can see I haven't worn lenses in over 30 years and sometimes oh that's amazing 
Yeah, I, I definitely, I'm walking it. You know, I did it. In fact, I put on my old prescription the other day and I got like a headache in like 30 seconds. It was like, I used to be that. Oh, <laughs> that that's awesome. Ago. I think that's, that's about, I was learned. probably, I, sorry to interrupt. I, was, I think I was eight when I, when I was, I mean, I was around that age when I was told I had to get these glasses because it was rapidly getting worse, like really fast. And just having, actually, I had to get hard contact to try to slow down whatever was going so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, what I want to do is give you the cliff notes on what you're going to need to do. Um, I've been at this a long time. And because of my own, I was my own test case, I did it in the face of the indoctrination of my school, which said you can't do it. So I, I stood up to that indoctrination. I faced it. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a dragon. But I faced I it, it and, and um, salute it. So sleuth. And there you go. So, but, you know, you're going to be paddling upstream with the people you go to because they're going to be deaf to anything other than, you know, what you're getting. Right. So in, in this process, and I want to, uh, I want to emphasize that you are embarking on a process of expansion and in that unwinding there's going to be forks in the road. There's going to be obstacles in the road. And probably the biggest obstacle is going to be you with yourself because there are going to be times when you may either become frustrated or lose your way or have an expectation of this is not happening fast enough or um, there's a lot of different things because what you're doing is you are opening a closet and you're airing out some very dirty laundry that's been there for a long time. And that closet needs to be aired out. But in the midst of it, it is also can be like Pandora's box because you're going to come across things in a very deep way that contributed to your own reaction. And accountability is one of the key things in your vision improvement in the sense that the more responsibility you can take for what you see emotionally and energetically when you start removing the veils, that's going to give you the power to move through it. So let's give you three steps that will work for you and not shock the heck out of you in the process. So number one, I'd like to do something radically different and let's start this with your contacts. Now, I can certainly write you prescriptions. Uh, I don't know how accurate, or I'm sorry, I don't know how recognized my license is gonna be in Canada. I, I used to teach in Canada. I'm thinking about coming back to Van. Oh, Vancouver. I'm not in Canada right now. Oh, okay. I saw I, your history. Where are you? I'm in like right down north, Colorado. 
Oh, you're know, close. You, okay, good. Yeah, I'm close. Yeah. I was I was born in okay. Calgary, Alberta. Okay. I'm I'm That's here now. Yeah. Okay. So you're not that far up the road. Okay. So we don't have to worry about that because, you know, I'm fully licensed to practice. And um, so, so you know, I, can I can do get whatever. prescriptions through you. Yes, you sure can. Yes, you can. We'll do that today. Okay. Good. So what I'm saying with the contacts, which is really would be a great thing for you, would actually be to get some contacts that have no astigmatism in it. And to give you the same lens in each eye. So what happens in the eye exam is they correct one eye for, you know, one uh, blurry, blurry vision. And then if the blur is different in the other eye, they give you a, a different lens. But what that does is it reinforces the difference. And back to my teachers, what they taught me is if you can prescribe the same lens in each eye, you're going to introduce the brain and the eyes and the body to move in a direction of homeostasis or homeodynamic balance. And when you don't wear the astigmatism, initially it's going to be perhaps a little jolting or disorienting, but you're giving the eyes an opportunity to go back to symmetry. And so initially, it may be a little disorienting, but that's actually good for you. Because the one thing your nearsightedness thrives on is something we call uh, fixation. In other words, we have mutability and fixation. You need mutability in your cake mix to improve your vision. So change in your eyes giving you different lenses to wear is a formula that supports you from going into the, the unconscious habit of, I need to see it clearly all the time. Um, so now the next thing in this, in this prescription, it may be more than one. We might do something for distance and then we might do something say for indoor use. So, in my case, my doctor gave me about a 30% reduction in my distance prescription. He said, I want you to start wearing it indoors. And I started to wear it in the office. I had a big staff. I was in Philadelphia. And after about a week, my office manager said, you're different. What's going on? And I said, well, I'm wearing this reduced prescription. She said, you're softer. You're, you're listening better your uh -huh. you know it was a big because it changes your energy so you think about a, a lens that goes into the eyes it's transmitting light into the body and so when you wear a lens that's not as concentrated the light is entering very differently that is going to affect your awareness that's going to affect many things about your energy because the lens is about energy at, at some level. So let's say, for example, well, I come up with a just a you know an arbitrary number of what if we what if I wrote you a prescription for say minus seven? And then maybe wrote you a second prescription at minus six. You know, these are disposable lenses. We could go with something like 
an AccuView or, you know, you can give me the brand you're using. And then you can go on 1-800-CONTACTS and you can get a box of each and start wearing them. So like maybe the sevens are more distance. The six would be more for indoor. And that would be a really great step for you to start to experience non-astigmatism, symmetrical lenses and a reduced prescription. Your nervous system is going to be more relaxed. And there's going to be some blur, but it's not going to be complete blur. So another principle in this is that when you start reducing your myopia, it's a really good idea to have a mix of central clarity and peripheral blur versus when you go without your lenses altogether, which is it's all peripheral blur. So after a while, you just withdraw. So a great technique that I found personally was by wearing that reduced prescription that gave me some central clarity with some peripheral blur, there was an interaction that my brain and my eyes and my body were constantly recalibrating. And the, the parameter that you want to use is this. If you're using a lens and you start to feel frustrated or unsafe, then it's probably not the best circumstance for you to be using that. So let's say you're minus six and you drive up to Denver and you're on the freeway up there and you go, wow, I can't see the road signs. But, you know, minus six is probably not the thing you want to be using. You know, but at the same token, if you're in your house or you're going for a walk or you're in the yard, minus six would be great because it gives you there's a safety element. Yeah. And what I find with nearsighted people is there's a safety and a security um, attitude that needs to happen in their development, you know, as they start improving. The thing about contacts is they don't cost you very much, you know, 25 or 30 bucks a box, whereas glasses are expensive, especially when you get into high index. And so my my advice would be, let's start with the contacts yeah, and maybe check in in a month or two, you know, probably good to have a follow-up. Yeah. And within that follow-up, then you can tell me, I like minus seven, I like minus six. And then at that point, I could say, okay, let's make up a pair of glasses that kind of mirrors or matches more about where you're going. You know, and for now, if you need to see super clearly for distance or something, you've got them. You've got the glasses. And eventually, perhaps, I mean, I think you could definitely get off of the astigmatism and start reducing the glasses part of the myopia. But that would be like a step two. So step one is minus seven, minus six. And then... um you know, start wearing that in your daily lifestyle routine and use it as a mirror, as an opportunity to have awareness. Like, what am I noticing? What am I feeling? What is, what am I thinking? And if you have full accountability, you're going to notice that this is making me uncomfortable or I really like this. This is feeling really 
where I want to go. You know, could it, there's a lot of uh, spectrum experiences in this. So that would be the first thing. Now, the next thing that I would say is to go to the drugstore and you're going to get yourself um, the strongest magnifying lens in the drugstore. And that, those numbers usually run like 2.5, 3.0, something like that. And it's a plus. So it's the opposite. You wear minus. And just as a reference, minus lenses tighten, compress, um, and because they're called a minus lens or a negative lens, you take on more negativity. There's more fear attached to it. A plus lens makes things bigger, pushed away. It makes the muscles looser. It makes everything more peripheral. Now, if you're a farsighted person, that's a whole other can of worms that you're in. And any prescription you get from the doctor has been approved by the FDA. I'm talking eyeglass and contact lens. So there's side effects to prescription lenses, just like a drug. So your prescription is like a drug. All right. Now, when you get this prescription at the drugstore, and it could be a plus three, plus 350, you bring it home, you remove your contacts. Now we're in exercise time. And you lock yourself in a bedroom or someplace where you feel safe. There's no demand. By the way, while you're at the pharmacy, you can buy yourself an eye patch because we're going to be using that. Now, you could also use like a scarf and cover one of the eyes. But I want you to work with each eye separately. So you're going to have your contacts off. You're going to cover or occlude the left eye, and you're going to look out at about 10 feet, and you're going to take a baseline on how clear or blurry it looks. Probably going to look pretty blurry. Remember that. You're going to take that exercise lens, and you're going to put it on, and you're going to look in the distance. And the first thing I want you to notice when you put that lens on is what you're thinking. So it could be something like, oh, I really like this. This is really soft and I love it. It's comfortable. Or you might say, I don't like this. This is making me anxious. Um, and you wear that for a minute. And the intention is, can I mentally and emotionally relax into the blur? It's a mental, emotional exercise. After that minute, you take the, the exercise lens off and you get a second baseline on how you see it. And you're going to notice that your right eye is now, you're looking through more clarity. And that's going to prove to you that the way you get clear eyesight is by relaxing into the blur instead of squinting or trying harder. So you do it again, you put the lens on and you again go into the blur for about a minute. And you take it off, you get another reading of the distance acuity, and then you do it a third time. Then you take it off, get a third reading, take the patch off and notice when you reintroduce the left eye, things are gonna be a lot clearer, 
brighter. You're going to go, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then you repeat it on the other eye. You patch the right eye, you do the left eye. Many times the left eye experiences the blur differently than the right eye. That's kind of what happens. You do that exercise three days a week for a month. I can tell you that the um, that the um, your prescription is going to reduce. Okay, and you're talking about reading glasses from the drugstore. Well, they are maybe labeled reading glasses, yes, but you're using them as a vision exercise to reverse your myopia. Right. But you, when you said magnifying right. lens, I wasn't sure if you meant like yeah. a... Yeah. Like, so a synonym of magnification is reading because that's, that's all they sell. Yeah. Good question. Um, so with that, you know, situation... The thing is, is that over time, I want you to notice something mentally about your hypervigilance around your eyes. And I know I had it. Um, so that mental hypervigilance, you don't need that anymore, but you've got to really see it and feel it to start to relax it so that the mental relaxation replaces the mental hypervigilance that you're uh, constantly doing. And that's what's feeding the myopia. So when you put that blur on and you start going, oh, I don't like this. Things are moving too much. I'm disoriented. I'm feeling dizzy or nauseous. I'm scared. You know, these are all the things that probably were happening to you at the moment when your eyes decided to go nearsighted. And you, you made a decision about defense, protection, reptilian, survival. And all that doctor did was validate your reptilian response. That's all he does. So do, I mean, are, you, are you thinking yeah. that this, are you thinking that it was, cause like that there may have been like trauma around me that like how Here's is trauma connected to that hyper vigilance mm -hmm. that I took on and so in trauma we have an experience and then we respond to that experience either in oh I can move through that or we freeze up and this is just my take on the amount of nearsightedness you have. The higher the number, the earlier in your life you became nearsighted. Meaning this could have even started in utero. Who knows? Maybe you were in utero and you were turned on a side and you were in a restricted vision while you were in the womb or you came out in some way that was, you know, not easy. And so the sensory systems go, okay, I'm in a fight or flight freeze response. 
And, you know, nearsightedness is, is a frozenness. I'm caught in the past. I'm reacting to some experience and they, they, the end. I don't, I don't get to move forward in my visual development because I've locked down in that moment because I think that freeze is the best way for me to survive this. So it could be going all the way back to pre-verbal. This is why I do craniosacral therapy. You know, I do energy energy stuff because the, the myopia pattern runs very deep ancestrally. It could be your mom was nearsighted or your dad was nearsighted or your grandmother was nearsighted and you energetically absorbed that. I've seen that. Or you come out of the birth canal on top of your head, uh, you know, whatever it is, Pitocin, you know, breach, uh, being separated from your mom. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios, but I think it was somewhere very back in that time that your eyes froze up. And so it's not that you have to go into, you know, somatic experiencing or trauma release work just by examining your own mental habit around blur could release the energy and give you a lot more freedom and space in making other choices and how you want to see. I mean, right now you're basically in jail. You're in a straitjacket. Yeah. And that straitjacket's getting stronger and stronger. And the people you're going to are making it tighter and tighter because that's all they know. Yeah. And they're limited in what they can offer. You know, if you don't experience vision improvement as an eye doctor, you're not going to believe it. Yeah. And I've got many colleagues around the world and they scratch their head when they hear me talk because it's like Japanese. They're like, what? You know, that, that isn't my experience. But this blur exercise with the reading glasses is brilliant and doing each eye separately. And by the way, you can do an add-on to that, which is the eye dialogue. Maybe you've seen it, where you, you cover an eye and you talk to each eye. Yeah, I did I can look send at, at that on your website. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good one also in doing it through the blur. Now, you're going to get comfortable in those reading glasses. And at that point, you could very safely, you could start walking a little bit with them. And you'll find that when you take the lenses off, it's just going to give you more clarity and freedom. So it's it's potent. So, questions, comments. One question I have, since reading on your, your website, I have been trying to go without any prescription. Like when I take a walk, I'll just hold my glasses in my hand. Is, is that a good thing to do, to, to do that throughout the day? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of many things that you can do. 
again, you need to monitor your emotional, mental level. Uh, are you are you getting informed by that? Um, because you don't want to withdraw. You don't want to just flatline. And remember, I said that in your eyes, they need a lot of different kinds of stimulation. So just doing one thing is not good, but if you do several things, that's, that's great. So yeah, it's all part of the game. Um, I actually think getting the same prescription in each eye um, with no astigmatism in your contacts is gonna be a really good good practice for you. Yeah. And because nobody's given that to you, you know, they just give you this, this contact lens prescription is so tight. It's so structured that there's no room for you to explore, even though there's a big part of you that wants it. Yeah. Nobody's going to give it to you. Yeah. I, I actually, I tried, I went to my eye doctor. Yeah. I just, because I read your information and I asked him if I could, if he could give me glasses with no astigmatism correction and it didn't, it didn't go too well. <laughs> I had to just politely kind of be like, okay, thank you. And, and walk out of there because he was, he was upset. He said, this is, that's like, yeah, this is heresy. heresy. Yeah. This isn't. That's not right, and it's not going to work. Well, it's not not right for his world, for sure. Uh, But that's more his problem than yours. You know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, there's a a release form for you to sign. And the release form is you're only going to start wearing these in non-demanding and non-threatening situations as an inquiry. That's the first place you want to start. So like in your bedroom, put on the minus six and go, well, you know, can I see the computer? What's it look like outside? You know, so you want to start off easy and assure yourself, okay, I'm not going to jump in to the most uh, dangerous activity with something so new. And that's not a, that's not a wise choice. And maybe they react because that's what they're thinking you're going to do. And they don't realize that you're now in a process of unwinding. Yeah. So I, I mean, basically what I, what I'm saying is, you know, just be aware of where you're using these reduced prescriptions that the eye doctor is reacting to thinking, Oh, you're going to get a reduced prescription and you're going to use it in the most dangerous situation. So you got you've got to start your vision improvement from, um, you know, a place that's going to be safe for you. Right. And I am a I'm a stay at home mom, so there's a lot of safe opportunities for me. Yeah, yeah, it's going to work great for you. I. I don't foresee a problem, but that's part of what they're reacting to. Right. You know, so. But anyway, um, 
So let's pause here and see if you've got any questions about anything that I've said. Well, another question I was, I don't know if it's exactly about anything you said, but before I even got the appointment with you, I I occasionally go to a kinesiologist care practice that also uh -huh. does crani cranial sacral work here in Creed, Colorado. And so I have right. an appointment with her tomorrow, actually. It just so happened. I had it made before I even got on with you. But do you support me to go do some cranial sacral work in, in this regard, like with, with helping this? Uh, sure. I mean, I, it may be, um, you don't want to get too narrow with it. Um, certainly the tension pattern in your head or, you know, in your body. The thing is, is that then you put on your regular prescription. So you don't get, you don't get to hold the spaces, spaciousness from the treatment. Right, because my contacts and my glasses will kind of just tighten that right back up, or what? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about, too, and how that all works. Well, it will work in um, when you get the new prescriptions. And you start wearing those. Right. And we can probably get those contacts here pretty quick, or what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll email you the prescription, and then you can get them right away. But I would say um, you would probably want to be wearing, like you'll get more, more holding of the craniosacral around your vision if you do that magnification reading lens exercise and you start wearing the reduced prescriptions. Yeah makes sense yeah yeah i find it very interesting what you're all telling me um just, <laughs> just making it up it works it works very well if you're if you're ready yeah and it's just it's, so interesting to me how you're explaining that that i made a decision to protect and i was in that fight or flight mm -hmm. it's so interesting because i am doing some trauma like I'm doing EMDR therapy right now because of the trauma I've been through and so I'm looking right now I've been looking back at my earliest memories and so it's just it all just kind of I mean it might just help it might just be another tip off the block to help me understand releasing this hyper, hyper vigilance that I've been experiencing you know, just all around. You'll make a lot of movement in your healing by not having such a strong lens on your eye. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's very interesting to, I mean, what you said too about your, someone noticing that you were softer when you yeah. change prescription, mm -hmm. that, that's all just very intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So now for me to follow through with what you've told me, do I, will I just be going back to your website 
to kind of follow, like, do I follow your 90-day eye exercises or do I just kind of just do this magnifying lens with the reading glasses exercise well, and wear the contacts and just keep it simple with those two things or... So I would start off, say, for the first two weeks and just do the reading lens exercise, get the new lenses, do the eye dialogue. And then you could start the 90-day program for nearsightedness. That would be a good one for you to do. Um, It's going to take you doing things every day to interact with your vision differently. So that's a good program for you to do that. But I think initially to jumpstart it, do these things for the first two weeks, and then that'll really set you up to do that 90-day program. And then, you know, wear the minus seven, wear the minus six. And I would say the fastest way to go would be at some point in your process for us to talk again so that I can see what kind of progress you're making and what might be the next step. You know, what's the next sequence here? Like maybe in a month you're thinking or? Well, a month, anywhere a month to two months. I think intuitively you'll know. No, it's, um, but we could say a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to take you a little time to get used to the contacts. I mean, it's going to be very different than, you know, what you got now. Right. Like, will I be able to drive with a minus seven or a minus six? Don't know. I have yeah. no idea. Again, I wouldn't start off there. Yeah. I think you'll know if you, again, the, the the benchmark you're looking at is I feel good, I feel empowered, I can see clearly, I can do it. Or, holy shit, I can't do it. It's really yeah. blurry, I'm afraid. That's going to be your answer. Yeah. Okay, and another question where you'll send me the prescription and where do I go to order? Company called 1-800 contacts. And like right now I'm wearing disposable Cooper Vision Fresh Day Torah. Cooper Vision, what's the second thing? Fresh day, correct. Fresh day, okay. So what we'll do is we'll do Cooper Vision, something similar to that, but it will be non-toric. So toric means astigmatism. Oh, okay. Okay, so you'll send the prescription and I will... Just go to the 1-800 contacts and there'll be a place to put my prescription in and I can just order. 
a month's worth or how, how is it done? I would just get a box of them and just, again, you're, you're in new territory, so we don't know how you're going to respond. I would take baby steps at the beginning and I think you're just going to be in the unknown about it. Yeah. Like my boxes that I normally get from my eye doctor of contacts are three month boxes. So. Right. So I'll see what they've got. Maybe you have to get three months. Um, but we're, we're in new territory right now. Yeah. So this is, this is an experiment for you. So you want to keep the commitment as light as possible around how many you get and so on. You know, it's, this is, you're, you're, you're creating a whole new pathway. And I don't know the answer because I haven't tried lenses on you. I don't know what your system can handle. Right. So if you're not sure, if you're not sure, just follow your intuition. Follow your body. What else? Just looking back at my notes to see if I had any other questions. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I think that answers all my questions. I'll just have to go into it. Start into it. I, I might have more questions as I go into it, I guess. So at that point, save your questions and then we can do another session. Um, don't get too hung up on all the questions. Stay in the present moment and just experience. Because the part of your myopia is I need to ask questions. I need, and it becomes like a distraction. Yeah. Keep a journal. Keep a journal and just write in there. And a lot of times the questions you ask, there'll be a discovery where you, the answer will come to you. Yeah. So it's good you have the questions, write them in your journal and a lot of them will be answered in your process. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.